Hi, I'm Taylor and welcome to the TBN UK Take 5 podcast. Mental health has been a huge topic this year and I'm so glad to be chatting with Lily Jo about how we can take care of ourselves and juggle a busy life. She's the founder of the Lily Jo Project, which is a great mental health resource for the younger generation. And as a performer, a presenter, a trained counsellor, a parent, and I'm sure many more things, she certainly understands the need to take a second to just breathe and take care of our minds. So before we hear that really encouraging chat, let's take a listen as the TBN UK team take five and we chat a little about our own mental health and our mood triggers. So it's obviously so important to look after your mind, especially when you're juggling loads of things. I mean, you guys are a little bit different to me because you guys have some serious jobs. Uh, Emily, you're our production manager. Sounds very serious. And Graham, you're our post-production manager. What's my job? Multimedia content creator. Um learned it, guys. I have, I've got it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm not the new kid anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, mental health is such an interesting topic. I definitely have to keep track of my emotions and look after myself. Do you guys have any, like, kind of things that you guys need to do to relax every so often? Or maybe when you get in from work, there's something that you kind of need to do to unwind? Um, I think for me, to be honest with you, I'm kind of like the self-care queen, huge fan of self-care. So I have like a whole drawer full of masks and things like that. So for me, that is a really easy way to unwind. Um, what do you mean masks? What are you talking about? Like a face mask. Oh, okay. Not a COVID mask. Like a ma- <laughs> not a COVID mask. Um, but yeah, lots of face masks or things like that. Or I'll paint my nails or um, I'll go for a run or do some form of exercise. That's not always my first choice, I have to say, but I always remind myself that if I do it, I know I'll feel better afterwards. I'll just go for a run with no music or anything because in my life, there's so much noise around me anyway. I'm in meetings a lot, or I'm listening to content or in the studio or listening to the radio in the car. There's always noise. And I live in, I live with my family. So again, a lot of noise. So when I go for a run just in silence, it's just so nice to actually slow down, hear the birds or hear the wind going through the trees. And that always kind of reminds me, um, I'm going to get really deep now. But you know, it says in the Bible, how um, look at the birds, like how God cares for the birds and God cares for the lilies. I know then in that moment that he's, he's got me, he's looking out for me and he'll care for me. So that's, that's one thing I do to, to slow down and reconnect with what's important. That is very cool. I wouldn't last five minutes. I think (laughs) I, (laughs) I wish I could do that. Like, I think you're right, though. I think the exercise thing, it's one of those where once you've done it, like it does just really help your mind, like release those endorphins. It's so good. I feel like one thing I need to get better at is I'll often have a conversation with myself for about an hour before the run or before whatever it is, the stretching uh, about whether I'm going to do it and then, you know, drag myself through it and then realize, oh, this is so good for me. So that's really encouraging. What about you, Graham? Uh, well, I'm not sure I believe in endorphins. Everybody <laughs> talks about endorphins. <laughs> I've never had that endorphin rush. Really? I've, done, yeah. I've done a marathon. I didn't have an endorphin rush. Wow. It's rubbish. 
Did you not enjoy your marathon then? No, I didn't. I, I twisted my ankle halfway through. It was very painful. That's probably why you didn't. I, mean, I struggled on like a hero, like a hero from Marvel. <laughs> you struggled like a hero. Well, you're not a hero if you don't struggle, do you? Ooh, deep. Let's not just it. <laughs> you're not a hero if it's easy. And not just a hero, a hero from Marvel. Specifically. That's what you said, specifically not a DC, Marvel. Not a DC hero because they're dark. Okay, which hero? Yeah, I was going to say Thor, Captain America. No, I'm, I'm too cynical to be Captain America. Cyn- not sure. Maybe Hulk. Okay, so you're kind of smart, but you're also strong. <laughs> yes. But you have a bad temper. Correct. <laughs> Whoa. It works for me. There you go. Anyway, so we, we agree that endorphins are rubbish, but um, <laughs> in order to kind of unwind, relax, it's an interesting one. I think I, I love reading, so reading is a good one. And also, I, I think it's like preemptive stuff for me. So actually, I also really like writing. So I usually wake up really early. And if I get my writing time done in the day, then I feel like I've actually achieved something for myself. Right, yeah. So I think if everything you've done has been for work, which, you know, working is a good thing. But if everything you do, all the waking hours of your day is for your work, for your office, whatever, then you can feel quite drained by it. But actually, if you've even if you've been creating and working for yourself, then you can feel a bit happier or a bit more fulfilled. Yeah, that's- yeah, that's so true. But when I when I get home and it's going to be dinner time, if I've planned a meal that's maybe a bit more intricate, um, I love cooking. And maybe it's that that it's just actually time away that's dedicated to something other than work, um, which I never really thought about before. So one of the um, really helpful tips for mental health is to um, kind of just to check yourself against the acronym HALT. So it's, are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you lonely? Or are you tired? So hungry, angry, lonely, tired, HALT. I was just wondering, I was curious if any of those particular letters are the ones that crop up most often for you. I think for me, my days do revolve around food a lot. So I'm always thinking where my next meal will be coming from and what that meal will be. So I think for me, hungry. Like that affects my mood a lot, more than it probably should. I think for me, tiredness causes everything else. If I'm tired, I don't bother cooking, so I get hungry. (laughs) Yeah. And then I get angry because I'm tired. And usually it's my own fault. And then I'm angry at myself. Lonely. I don't get lonely. I'm quite happy being on my own. I could just sit in a room on my own for ages. Really? No problem. I couldn't. No, no, I'm such an extrovert. So I think lonely is like a big one for me. Um, Yeah, it was interesting this year during lockdown. I found it so hard to just work from home um, and would kind of poke my head in to like whoever's in the house every hour or so. And they'd be like, oh, she's back. Uh, But yeah, I have to be around people. And I think you're right, though. They do kind of like trigger each other, don't they? Like I can get quite grumpy and angry if I've not eaten. So yeah, but it's just a good thing to kind of keep an eye on, isn't it? I mean, you've got quite a lot of hats, haven't you? I mean, there's so many things we could chat about. I feel like in a normal year, you could be doing a number of things. <laughs> you've got presenting, performing, you know, you've got your workshops, um, you might be around the world, who knows? Are you someone who actually enjoys having multiple hats and kind of having that variety? Or do you find it a bit of a, a juggling act, a bit of a struggle? Yeah, I love doing different things. Um, I 
would really hate going into school every day of the week. So I don't, mm. you know, I don't um, envy teachers, but I love it when I go into school like twice a week or once mm. a week. You know, um, I go into businesses, into the workplace and do coaching one-to-one with staff and I love it. And I might do that once in a week or twice in a week. And I'm like, yes, this is amazing. And then I might get to fly to a show and I'm like, oh, oh, I get to sing tonight. Yes. (laughs) I love singing. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm ready to like interview some people. Let's do a season of a podcast. So yeah, I've tried to build my my income streams around the things that I love and the things that I enjoy and the things that I'm working at. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a master at any of them, but I, but I, um, I enjoy everything that I do and I enjoy the variety that my week brings. I mean, obviously, I don't know if we're talking about lockdown and, and the struggles that 2020 has brought so far, but it has been tricky for me because, you know, I don't have like one income stream that is solid and like, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not employed by anyone. So I think that's where the challenge comes. You know, it's not all perfect. It's not like I've got that security. But at the same time, you know, um, I I can't deny that I've had an amazing, you know, five years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so nice, to be honest, to hear people that talk about what they do in such a fond way. Like you can hear that kind of delight. And I guess yeah I guess creatives and kind of people that are launching their own things there is that lack of kind of security in the in the business or the worldly kind of sense but I guess there's so much room for God to move isn't there if you're kind of open to doing what you love and building around you know what you know what comes next anything could be possible um I guess it has that special side where God is able to move yeah I love that and you know that has definitely been my testimony so what I always pray is, God, shut the door if things are wrong. Like, if it's right, open the door. If it's wrong, please shut the door. Because I I feel like time and life is precious and we never know how long we've got. So, you know, I don't want to be wasting my time chasing things that don't matter or are not going to bless someone. So I'm mm. sort of like, God, if it's right and if it's your will, then let that happen. Let that door open and and when it's the time to shut the doors, just shut them, God, because it's not about me. It's about you. It's about me fulfilling your purpose here on earth. So, you know, when lockdown first happened and when my diary began to empty, I thought, okay, well, maybe this is God shutting the door now. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's the time when, you know, it's like you've had a good run and you've done some amazing things but now's the time to think about doing something else like honestly I did think maybe I could apply for a job at a supermarket because I was literally like well why not like I'm not any better yeah like I could totally earn money that way but then God started to do the miracles and this is the thing but then there was people getting in touch saying oh just so you know you know I want to continue to donate to the Lily Joe project so for right. those who are listening and you don't know I, I run an online mental health resource and this is the thing I was like god maybe this is the time when you know the website can say stay up but maybe you know there's no money coming into my bank account from it and that's fine you know this is what I mean by the miraculous 
you know, I'd get an email from someone, oh, just so you know, we're not going to give up our support. We really believe in what you're doing. And it's like, oh, cool. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. These people now want to donate. Oh, just so you know, this is happening. And it's like, okay, well, God, maybe that's the door still open. And if it is, let's keep going. So we've created a whole COVID-19 support section of the website, which has got like, weekly blogs about all kinds of things like social distancing, living in isolation, how to cope with that. So it's amazing how God has moved. And I think that answers your question in a long, a long winded way. But I think there is definitely room in this risky world of being self-employed and doing your own thing to just see God move in amazing ways that you would never have expected. And so I'm just holding on to that and believing for that. And, you know, as I said, if I need to work in a supermarket, I will do that. <laughs> we'll see we'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that is the attitude though as well and being open to whatever it is and wherever he wants to move you. And I think what you're saying about just during this time and I think during any kind of strange crisis or change of circumstances having those confirmations from God and from other people as well is just so encouraging because it helps you to put that step forward again because sometimes you do need a little nudge and I think sometimes I think of it as like having almost two sides to the door like some people are the other side of the door so you might be putting stuff out there but actually sometimes the confirmation comes through people searching for what you're doing like the problem that you are the solution for and you know people getting in touch and saying we want to give to this I don't think it's any coincidence after a year of confusion and for some you know a lack of hope that Mm. a lot of people are looking to put their resources into things that bring hope and bring answers Mm. so in some ways I think it's just been an amazing reminder of why a lot of us do what we do especially with your stuff yeah definitely I'm just learning to be patient that is definitely something I'm learning at the moment is like breathe be patient rest Honestly, I'm doing none of it well, really trying. And I think that's all I can do is try and be in the moment, be in the absolute minute, you know, not two days ahead of myself. Um, Right. I've done a lot of work on my um, character and who I am and personality and things. And one of the things that has come up for me is that I'm futuristic, which Mm. means that I'm always looking ahead to the future, looking to the next thing, looking, oh, that could be really cool to start. That could be really good to do. Or next year we'll do that. And actually the Bible says, don't do that. It says, Mm -hmm. don't worry about where you'll be, what you'll do when you'll go to this town and do business or not. Don't look at the birds of the air. Like, don't I feed them? Don't I look after them? Don't I make sure that they're okay? And that's the thing that I'm really taking hold of it's like actually you know the futuristic side of you just needs to stop for a moment and and lie down (laughs) and that's okay you know oh I totally feel that you are preaching to the wait I always get this wrong preaching to the choir (laughs) am I the choir am I the congregation who am I basically I completely understand and I need to hear it is what I'm trying to say um I'm exactly the same there's a balance in it all because you do have to plan ahead in some ways but it's also a case of planning ahead and then saying God you know you open the door or you shut that please for sure and I think we're all kind of in a state of kind of self-reflection and kind of realizing we're spending so much time with ourselves this year that I think we're learning a lot um I did wonder actually in terms of well all of these hats that you have one of them being a trained counselor I was thinking about if I was a trained counselor I would struggle I think to switch that off a little bit and I was wondering if you ever find yourself not 
being able to switch that off maybe when like chatting with friends about their problems or mm. things like that does that ever come up yeah I love that question um basically when you're training to be a counselor they talk about how each person has their own autonomy so mm. each person is able to make their own decisions and choices and therefore you have to believe in that person and I don't think it's about switching it on and switching it off but right. I think counseling is a, is a way of being so okay. it's sort of like you have to almost just be <laughs> so without going into like too much detail there's like these core conditions that all counselors should meet and and, and like carry and that's like empathy congruence which is genuine like being genuine as a person right unconditional positive regard which is being completely non-judgmental and mm. if those core conditions are present then most of my conversations and interactions with people will be through that filter so it's just a kind of natural it was become a natural way of being really and so I, I wouldn't say I switch it on and switch it off you'd have to ask my friends <laughs> um, <laughs> and my kids and stuff but I think um it's yeah I try and just be that person you know um, right because they're think, not bad characteristics are they they're, exactly exactly and yeah. so but when you say about switching it on and off I think I do have to be really careful because the empathy side of that can be really hard when you're watching the news or mm. hearing things on a WhatsApp group. Like you're constantly being bombarded with stuff. And when you're an empathic person, that's really tricky. So right. it's about trying to go, okay, that particular issue isn't mine right now. It's there. Yeah. And and it's that sounds really cutthroat, but it's trying to like hmm, separate the two with what also be <laughs> be yep. in the conditions. Um, so yeah, it's a bit it is a bit of a juggle thinking about it and talking it out right now. It can be a juggle, um, and then I have to manage my own anxiety in that by bringing it to God, or mm. breathing exercises, or taking a bath, or doing some exercise so it's like I have to employ the same things that I'm sharing with my clients um to actually keep myself well and to self-care to a high standard <laughs> I think I have to be really disciplined in switching off my whatsapp or turning off my phone or only watching the news for 20 minutes a day you know and again I get all of that wrong and <laughs> find myself going oh, I'm really overwhelmed and then have to go okay that's why practice what you preach yeah and I think that is really encouraging that you're very open about trying to practice what you preach I think it's very easy to come to someone like you or maybe view someone like you and come with questions and expect the answers and the remedies and the resource um but actually it's it's always really lovely to remember that the person is still human too and for you to mention things like your anxiety is not necessarily suffering with that, but just mm -hmm. your mind and your thoughts and your body and actually how you also have to catch yourself and yeah. put in place certain disciplines to just be well and be and be kind of functioning at your best. Um, yeah. It's good and I think it's important to remember that while you have your resources, you're also human. So 
Yeah. I love that. love that. And sometimes I have to work a lot harder than others on it. And, you know, we talked at the beginning about being busy and, you know, doing all kinds of things and wearing all kinds of different hats. That's actually very exhausting as well. Um, Mm. As much as I love everything that I do, it takes a lot of energy, which means that I do have to self-care hard. And that's what I say, like work hard, self-care hard, play hard. I don't know. But just (laughs) make sure that you are really balancing the level of output that you're having. For sure. Because I suppose if you've got loads of different kind of facets to your life, you can lose that kind of care even in one of them or, you know, not take note of how one of them is affecting you or making you feel or whatever it is. For you, you've got family as well. So you've got mm-hmm. a husband, you've got children, which is another little unit that will you're obviously within and also will affect you. Yeah. How does it work as a family unit? Because I don't have children, but I do have a husband. Yeah. And I think some days, on my good days, <laughs> I'm like, we are a unit. Your cares are my care. And then other days, <laughs> I'm like, you are on your own. <laughs> so how how do you kind of implement some of the things you've learned and some of the things you teach kind of in the home? a great question and first of all congratulations on getting married that's incredible (laughs) so good um yeah I think uh I get it wrong all the time and I you know my husband will tell you that I'm not always the most understanding person Um, (laughs) and so are my kids um so I think the main thing is being kind to each other that is all I can say is like can you be as kind as possible and if so if we're all being super kind to each other then what could go wrong (laughs) (laughs) I mean it seems so simple but it is truth like the times when we're not kind are the times when it all kicks off and you know before switching on to this interview today I had a massive argument with my son so Again, I'm trying to keep it real because the truth is we don't get it right. And maybe I didn't speak as kindly as I should have done to him when reading through his homework. But then just before the interview, he's brought me up a cup of tea and some cake that we made yesterday. And I'm like, oh, oh that's kind again. Do you know? I'm not 100% sure, but I think that that really, really helps. If we can be kind, understand each other. Um, rather than like kicking off straight away, which is something I used to do at the beginning of my marriage, like we're 14 years down the line nearly. Um, right. Or one thing I'd, I'd do a lot of would be withdraw. That's actually right more than kick off. It was more like I'd have something wrong or something to say, but I wouldn't say it. I'd keep it to myself and stew on it for as long as possible and cause right. a really atmosphere. And it's just not helpful. Like the most helpful thing is to even grab your journal write down every thought, every feeling that you're experiencing. So it all comes out, you can read it back, and then you can take those like summarized points to your partner and say, I'm just actually feeling this, you know? Yeah. It really hurt me when you said this, you know, and really owning your feelings for yourself because really that's all we can do like we can own our own stuff can't we and say actually it made me feel like this when you said that but I'm sure that you didn't mean it like that and just really trying to conflict manage rather than be on the attack and I think kindness is just 
you know, the key to all of that, right? It's just, it's just amazing. And, and I would never have said that 14 years ago. I would, wouldn't, wouldn't have known that 14 years ago. But I think looking back on all our big, you know, family issues, it's all been down to not being very kind. So I think, I think that's my answer to that one. No, I think it's a great answer. And I think the journal thing also, it's, it's great because you're given permission for that stuff to come out. Yeah. Uh, but you're not necessarily having that conversation right then and there, which is something that I do. I probably fit back into the kickoff. <laughs> not, not the withdraw. I think yeah. um, also when you've got like, you've obviously come from different, well, my husband and I come from quite different families in terms yeah. of communication. So he's a lot better at saying, you know, let's have this conversation at a better time because we'll have it probably as good friends. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, I need to say everything now. But actually those times where I've gone away, thought about why I felt the way I felt. Maybe I just needed a snack. And then I've come yeah. back and the conversation is completely different. And I was just going to say as well, just from, from what you've just said, like if you can identify what the actual feeling is, that goes beyond, beyond, beyond. Oh, how do I explain this in a clear way? So like, you know, something's happened to upset you. Why did that upset you? Like, what's the root of that upset? And actually, is it like, I'm actually just feeling really scared or I'm actually just feeling really lonely or I'm actually just feeling really hurt and it's reminding me of a time when this happened. Mm. Really get to the root of it you're winning, absolutely winning at life because then you can talk about that, can't you? Rather than just the absolute like issue at present that might not really be the issue. Like there might be something much, For sure. much deeper that could be like rooted out <laughs> and then it doesn't come up again. Um, I think that's oh, that's a real amazing key. If you can get there, it's brilliant. <laughs> and I've heard things like that quite often. And I think it takes a bit of time, doesn't it? It takes kind of, again, like coming away and having a look at Ooh. where these things are coming from. And it is hard to catch in the moment, but I'm totally with you. I guess like it's similar to our kind of fight or flight responses are often yeah. deep rooted as well. Like, I'm very much a fight <laughs> type. Um, like one thing that's come up actually recently, like with my husband, if he's asking me what I'm up to, it sounds ridiculous. If he's asking me what I'm up to, or maybe he's looking over my shoulder because I'm doing some writing or you know designing something and he's genuinely interested he's just uh, just taking an interest in in my life I get very defensive and he's he's kind of picked up on this and in my head in the moment I'm thinking oh he's being really annoying like he's he wants to kind of criticize what I'm doing or measure what I'm doing or something and then in hindsight I realize that's absolutely ridiculous and what it comes from is actually a real deep-rooted thing from years and years ago where I felt I couldn't do anything perfectly Mm. like almost like a rejection or a kind of um, criticism thing fear of that and it plays out now and you're spot on because actually it's nothing to do with the fact he just wants to take an interest it's something in me that you know, jumps to the conclusion that mm. I'm going to be rejected or criticized on my work, which is so out there. But when you find that route, you can kind of, you know, tick, tick box those moments and think, oh, no, this is that. This is that. OK. It really is powerful when when you can identify those things, because, you know, you're you're taking you're taking back the control rather than mm. from the past controlling you. If you can take back that control. That's incredible. That's awesome. I like that a lot. And so I guess your kids must be in a great position because 
they've got a mum who's doing all this work <laughs> in oh, kind of oh. also the the kind of younger age groups mm. with their kind of mental well-being and their experience of emotion um which is fantastic and I'm not I'm not ashamed to say that one of my favorite bits of the Lily Joe Project website is the kids section <laughs> I actually I go on and I click I I am a child <laughs> I don't know if that counts as lying but I just love it it's brilliant Oh, thanks. The the children and the parents section is really new to the website. It came about just because we got asked to do an event and they said, oh, could you run a workshop for 8 to 11s, uh, 12 to 16, 17 wow. to 21 and an adult workshop and do a gig? We were like, oh, okay, that's going to be a busy day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we were like, oh, I don't really have any resources for 8 to 11s. And so we created this workshop, myself and uh, my little team, and it went down really well. And then we were like, oh, my yeah. goodness, we could totally do this in primary school now. How exciting. So I think... Mm. It's not the kind of tip, really, for anyone who's like thinking about starting their own creative business or venture or taking a risk. Is like not all the answers come in the one moment. Like right. things come like weeks, months, years down the line, and everything just is built on top of everything else. So I just want to encourage someone out there who's like, you know, you've built all this stuff, and it's like, well, no, I've built it years in in years because of a need rather than having all the plans laid out from the start I didn't I've never written a business plan I'm kind of embarrassed to say that (laughs) I've never written or planned anything it's been more that I've not said no to stuff so when people say can you do this I say yes rather than no and then I'm open so yeah, the kid stuff was just like, okay, let's try it. Let's do it. We did it. Then we built it. And right. I think now it's like, oh my goodness. I think it's just being really open to to what is possible. And, and you know, one of my songs is called Unstoppable. And that's the thing I'm trying to like be unstoppable and trying to like um, just keep building and keep growing and, and keep going and, and have the ideas and then try them and run with them and see if they work and if they do great and if they don't that's fine um yeah my my little girl actually um brought something home from school about making marvelous mistakes and I just thought that was so cool like that's brilliant love it so much it's like mistakes are not bad mistakes are marvelous because then you get to learn how to do something better yep absolutely yeah I just think just keep keep going keep trying I've done loads of things that didn't stick and didn't work and you know haven't really taken off in a way but then you know when when head teachers are going oh please will you come to my school please will you come to my school it's like okay this is working this is a need this is being filled this is helping people great let's go for it yeah I think I think you were asking about the kids and whether they're happy with what I'm doing I think there's mixed emotions because you know, going away and leaving them is really hard and hard on all of us. Um, right. I'm really trying to balance that and definitely going forward, I'm going to balance that even better. Um, but it got to the stage where my daughter's turned seven and a half now. So she'd started to come to a lot more shows with me. Right. Um, when I'm working in the daytime in schools or in workplaces, she's at school anyway. Um, but then at the weekends when she was little, it would be more her either going to family or we had like an, an au pair that lived with us for a while. And that was really right. Helpful. But I think um, now 
definitely want to include them in stuff rather than leave them at home because I think yeah. that's a really good age they can just join the journey um and be part of that and they they do they do love it they do love it but if, <laughs> if, they, ever, if they ever felt like they didn't love it then they'd definitely reconsider everything you know and I mean for them like they must have they must know they have some pretty cool parents. <laughs> then again, I think different different ages, perspective is so different. And like you said, that sort of age, like seven, eight, you're starting to ask all these big questions. You're taking in the world on such a level mm. that they'll be able to start seeing what it is that you guys have been kind of investing in and creating this world where, you know, you're impacting people. And it must be awesome for them to share in that. Yeah, I think it's fun. I think it is fun. I think they've traveled to places in the world that they would never have got a chance to go because flights were paid for, because it was an event, you know, things like right. that. You no, know, they just had they've had some really nice experiences that I never got when I was a child. So I'm happy about that. Um but I think what's interesting, I'm gonna talk a little bit about my son, because he's twelve. And he's at high school now and mm. he is naturally really entrepreneurial. And that's been an interesting thing to witness because, you know, it's like, is it nature or is it nurture? Um, right. <laughs> he's had some really good ideas and he started to like really like, so let me just tell you about his latest idea because I just think this is really cool. He <laughs> um, had the idea of ordering some rainbow NHS um badges and he's attaching them to black converse trainers and selling awesome. them and giving the profits to the nhs and i just think <laughs> it's cool, isn't it and the money that he's needed to start up he sold a load of his stuff that he doesn't use anymore and so he's invested in his first pairs of trainers with the money that he's made from selling his gear and i just oh, think fab <laughs> Isn't that just great? Like, so I just, I think it's important for parents to know out there that, you know, I don't know what your action, your actions have consequences and they are either positive or negative. And I think with my kids, they're a bit of both. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think like, I don't underestimate like the power of like child and what they can achieve with your direction and your guidance and just watching you. I think that's been really nice to see like him just going, I think I'm going to try and do this. And I'm like, okay, this afternoon we're going to do some Excel spreadsheets and I'm going to show him how to like, you know, add things up and see how it works financially. Cause he's had like a few orders now, which is exciting. And yeah. That I, is so cool. It's fun, isn't it? I think it's really yeah. Cool. I'm actually just beaming. I'm smiling, listen to, <laughs> listening to it. Cause I love it. I love it when young people are just like, yeah, why not? And I think like you said, when they take, kind of influence from around them they're also pairing it with that childlike well anything yeah. why not anything could happen yeah, exactly. they don't have the limit yeah. they don't have the limit that we often pair with our own skills so they're <laughs> like okay cool well let's go <laughs> and you're like oh you don't have the like the outgoings or the risks like you know it, it's good for him to try all this stuff while he lives under our roof and while yeah we have a mortgage or anything else to run so I think it's just really exciting. I feel really like privileged to witness it, you know, firsthand. And like, I just think it's so, it's so exciting. I, I can't wait to see like what happens. And, and I just, I get inspired by my own children. Isn't that great? Like, yeah. teach me stuff and inspire me. I just think, ah, you know, and, and it's funny because I don't feel like when I'm looking at them, it's not like a prideful thing, like, um, oh, that's because of me, like they're that because mm. of 
more just like I'm standing back looking at them going, wow, they're amazing. <laughs> just yeah. like with a client or with anyone else, it's like I'm looking at them as a single I like person and going, whoa, that's so cool. Like God, yeah, yeah, yeah. God's so good. You know, like God's God's in them and that's what's coming out of them and that's exciting. I just, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> that is so cool. I love that. I was thinking a bit about with the um, the kids' resources as well, just bring it back to that a little bit. Um, with the online kind of kids' portal that you can go into, um, you've got the characters that kind of talk through, you know, I am feeling angry or I am feeling anxious, which I just think is amazing. And I was just wondering if you kind of think that um, a lot of us maybe miss that emotional kind of management early on um, maybe in our generation and then now maybe we're trying to catch up yeah I do I do think that children are now much more aware of their feelings I don't think we were encouraged I don't think I was ever encouraged to release my anger it was more mm. shut up I mean this sounds terrible I'm not it, my parents <laughs> really say shut up but like just get on with it stop crying um, right you're not allowed to just like cry you have to you know just stop <laughs> There's no outlet, like, and I think this next generation of children are going to be so much more in tune with their mental health, their emotions, their well-being. They're going to be able to like know how to self-care, know when they're feeling overwhelmed, know when to put the brakes on, know when to say yes, know when to say no. You know what I mean? I think they're going to be like so empowered mm. because they're going to be more aware of their emotions than than any other generation has been. So. I'm really excited about that. We chose sadness, anxiousness. Is that a word? I think it's a word. <laughs> <laughs> and anger because we felt they were the three main things that children would experience and do experience um, and went with those. But yeah, when we go into school and we, we put up the, the picture of Marcus and we say, right. how is Marcus feeling? Put, we put it up on the big screen and they put their hands up and they say sad. And it's like, yes, good children. You know, how mm. is feeling oh she looks scared worried anxious brilliant well done kids and how is Tyler feeling and they all say angry and it's like yeah he is feeling angry and then we look at how they can turn those emotions into positive emotions and how they can come out from one state into another and I think that's just it's key really isn't it if you can manage that at an early age at a young age you're just going to be more aware um and be able to have those grown-up conversations a little bit like we talked about earlier, rather than retreat like I used to do. I'll be able to identify that and go, I'm just feeling a little bit sad right now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's really smart with that website and with the characters like Marcus, and I will um, share a link to this, they're actually, they're like kind of cartoony kind of characters, aren't they? But they're they're children. So it's not just an adult talking over on this kind of macro level this is how you should experience your feelings or this is you know we're talking over you it's actually this idea that a child can say to children if you like I am feeling this way and then some of the kind of um some of the really simple practical um pieces of advice are childlike because of course if a child's reading it they Mm. will enjoy that Marcus likes to play this game and I think one of them likes to do 
like monkey bars and do things that kids do it becomes really tangible like we're looking after ourselves but we're still doing it as kids the language isn't way above us it's not a scary thing it's just yeah this is how I'm feeling and this is how to look after myself so that's brilliant yeah I'm so excited about the kids stuff and we've got so many big plans like to have like our own animated series you know with the characters like right things on tv and and like we're re- oh, we've just got so many ideas the only thing that's stopping us is money you know um, of course and so you know it costs money to to create these animations and my brother-in-law actually how exciting um he created them and um yeah he he can totally turn this into a whole tv show a whole tv series um but it's just a matter of his time and, and money. So we're, it's coming in theory, if God allows, it's coming. Yeah, for sure. Fully like expand all of this and make it just even more like um, user-friendly and even more like these characters have their own voice. You know, they mm. can't speak, can they? They can just wave. But that um, that will be... Of course. Cool. And you don't really quite see their circumstances or even more things exactly. that kids could connect with i mean i as i said i love that kind of i love the whole website but i just thought that was so innovative and so you know different i absolutely loved it so everyone listening do keep an eye on it and i'm sure you kind of will post things out there won't you uh, yeah. when you need support and with things that are going on so i would say back these guys <laughs> if i can say that back these guys it's really cool check it out um i was really impressed one question i was going to ask you actually because i think about this a lot it's a little bit controversial but um, i think there are two sides to the coin or the argument if you like um about you know children's mental health in this generation coming Mm. up now and there are a lot of people and I would agree who say that these mental health issues or some of these emotions have always been there um, for people of every generation but we just didn't have the insight or maybe the words to manage them Mm. but then there are others who would look at the kind of obvious increase in things like screen time gaming you know online bullying all of those things that for for this age group coming up have this kind of direct correlation to to mental well-being and kind of thought processes mm. and I was wondering I guess where you kind of sit on that do you think kids have always felt these things or whether there's something that's kind of unique to this the lifestyle of this generation oh that is such a big question <laughs> I feel like I can't really answer that because I don't every single person is different aren't they um, right if we're going to blanket statement everything as I said before I think this generation of children coming up will have the language and will have the tools and the resources to deal with their mental health struggles I think that's definitely the case but I don't know in terms of social media in terms of what they're watching on tv in terms of video games it really just depends on what they are watching and what video games are about and that's unique to every child and situation isn't it because sometimes screen time can be great we've all moved to online learning currently and so my kids are are having like hours and hours and hours of screen time but Mm. they're learning I don't know if I'm avoiding the question but I just I don't know I feel like it's quite big and quite vast and hard to comment really but I would hope massively hope that this generation um, have the tools, the resources, the language to be better at yeah. identifying their feelings, their thoughts. Um, I wonder if 
there could be a potential that that screens make that a bit more tricky. So in terms of like, I don't know how you've been finding like screen calls and Zoom and FaceTime and stuff. Like I find it quite hard because right. it makes me feel like I can see that person on the screen, but I don't know, I can't I can't be with them in and yeah. feel their spirit. <laughs> I do sometimes worry that like, for example, my 12-year-old, he has conversations for hours on his phone with his friends. And I think that's great. But it's like, is there something missing? And I don't think this is um, a COVID-19 lockdown thing. I know this this might air after this, but I think mm. young people were already online, weren't they? And connecting and communicating online more than my generation or your generation who would meet yeah. more regularly and go places and do things. Um, this generation seemed to be communicating via a screen anyway. I do think you've hit something there because actually I'm quite passionate about this, that it's always going to be different. That each generation is always going to have maybe a different um, environment, but actually, it's not to say that that environment won't have just as much good in it. Yeah. And so, yeah. when yes, they might be online more, and I do, I do really agree with a lot of the the kind of facts around screen time and just you know being able to fall asleep at night and just mm. all these knock on effects are you know very tangible. But actually, someone who couldn't be online. Mm-hmm. could not have accessed your resource and then dealt yeah. with their anger you know it's it's yeah. I think that's why prayer is so important that we pray into the opportunity and the goodness and the fact that there's no surprise to God so he can use these things and this this environment that we're in for for so much good and I think mm-hmm. I think you're right in that kind of outlook that there are opportunities then that other mm-hmm. people didn't used to have yeah exactly so you can look at it both ways because obviously mm-hmm awful things out there that kids are watching I know that um but I just I guess if we go back to what I'm doing I'm just trying to provide an alternative the best way I can with the resources I've got so um that's all I can really do and the greater question of social media as a whole or online as a whole is is just I don't know. <laughs> and to answer your question, I never want to do another Zoom call in my entire life. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think at first I thought I think like they kind of pitched it like, you know, the option for people who need social interaction, but for me I'm very similar to yourself. It's almost like I can feel that it's not enough. Yeah. So then for me it's almost worse than having not had the conversation. It sounds awful, but and yeah. I think like having this conversation with you now, I feel closer and more connected to you than if I was face to face on a screen with you because I don't know, it feels like there's a great connection. There's there's no barrier with the screen um oh, yeah. looking at you but not being with you. <laughs> yeah. It's a complete phone call. It's it's complete in itself. And you know, yeah. we grew up with landlines. We understand the phone call. I understand a video call, but yeah, it's just different. I want to see you. I want to, yeah. And I don't want you to get stuck halfway and freeze before you've finished your, um, you know, brilliant joke or whatever. It's just not the yeah, same. Exactly. So you've um, had a pretty exciting song come out recently, which actually I love. And I feel like it's so relevant right now. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I wrote the song with my friend Philippa Hannah. Um, I love writing with, with Philippa. We just seem to be able to like knock them out like very quickly. Um, right. 
And this song, you know, was no different. We were sat around my dining room table um, and it was way before COVID-19 was a thing in this country. Um, and we talked about how important it is for us as individuals to be the change in the world that we want to see. So rather than sitting around moaning, gossiping, taking offense, why not actually get up off your butt and be the change? So, you know, the local park has got litter in it and you're moaning about it. Well, just go get a litter picker and yeah. clean it up, be the change. You know, um, you th- you're feeling like nobody bothers to get in touch with you and, you know, you're just feeling all on your own. Well, pick up the phone and get in touch with the people that you want to get in touch with you. <laughs> yeah. Be the change in the world that you want to see and just talks about how love wins and love is the revolution. Like love is the thing that will turn everything around. And again, like we said earlier, being kind. So be the change. It, it came out on the 22nd of May. It's been doing really well, which is so exciting and just want people to feel a little bit uplifted. And although it wasn't written specifically for the COVID place that we found ourselves in right now, it still is relevant. And so I have toys releasing it. I was like, oh, is it? Like, should I release it? Should I wait till it's all calm down? And I was like, do you know what? Let's just put it out. It's there. It's available. It might uplift someone. So yeah, it's be the change. Yeah, it's fab. And I think it's such a perfect time of year, actually, because it just feels like such a summer vibe. Oh. I was bopping. It's great. You know, like there's certain songs where you want to put your sunglasses on, maybe get <laughs> maybe get an ice lolly. Of course, before oh. going to change, to change the world. That is exactly what it sounds like. So I am loving it. Right, so last thing, with every single guest that we've had on, we've been asking them a little take five question. So for you, I thought I'd think of something a little bit appropriate. And my question to you is, you are going on an international tour for a couple of months. It's like a quick stop. You've got a suitcase with all of your essentials. You've got underwear, okay? You've got got the basics. You've got some toothpaste um, and some soap. But you can only take five items in your handbag or rucksack, whatever you carry. What are they going to be? Right. Um, I mean, at the risk of sounding superficial, I think I'd take my makeup. Is that okay? Totally fine. Makeup, my phone. Now, my phone has everything that I need on it. Because I was thinking about my wallet, but I wouldn't need my wallet because my phone's got my wallet on it. (laughs) Yeah, Google Pay, always good. Yeah, and also, I wouldn't need a book because I listen to Audible. So again, my phone ah. is a key item. Um, I would take my diffuser for my hair because often they have a hairdryer without the diffuser, but I have curly hair for those of you who don't know what I look like. And I would definitely take a diffuser so I could make sure that the curls are not too frizzy. Right, that's, that's fair. Items, phone, makeup, diffuser. At first, I thought you meant a diffuser, you know, like one of those, um, like air freshener. (laughs) I was imagining you popping up with your, you know, going to bed in your hotel with your little dry ice (laughs) diffuser. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, no, not quite. Well, I probably, now you've said that, would take a candle. Oh. That's cool, isn't it? Like just a calming candle, light the candle. I have done that before on tour, I'm not going to lie. Interesting. Um, (laughs) <laughs> oh, and last but not least I mean the 
like default Christian thing would be my Bible, but at the same time, it's on my phone, so I wouldn't need that. And it is in a lot of hotels. I don't. Well, they've kind of stopped doing that, but maybe. Yeah, I think you could maybe find one. I'd be fine for that. Maybe I would take a pair of comfy socks. You know, like fluffy, comfy, cozy socks because my feet get cold a lot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I think that would make me feel like okay. I'm, I've got my phone, I've got my makeup, I've got my diffuser, I've got my socks. Um, and often on tour, I'll take like a travel pillow. Always. Ah, Always. just in case. Yeah, so for the plane and for the car and yeah, or even just backstage having a little lie down, travel pillow is the key. And sometimes I'm really kind and I take another one just in case someone's forgot theirs. How nice is that? That is very sweet. <laughs> very, very yeah, sweet. I think they would be my items. So you've got your hair is done, your face is done, your mind is relaxed, you've had yeah. enough rest. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it makes sense. I think that was six items to tailor on. I think you, yeah, I think you did sneak one in. Thank you so much for listening to the Take 5 podcast with TBN UK. We hope you've had a fantastic time listening and maybe had some laughs along the way. If you want to continue connecting with us, we'd love to have you back listening to the next podcast. But in the meantime, please connect with us on social media. You can find us at TBN UK TV. See you there.